Listening Dog Media. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. He's one of England's most capped international players. Seaman is the man here. He's one of the world's most decorated goalkeepers. And it was somehow kept out by Seaman. That is a fantastic save. This is Seaman Says with David Seaman. And Seaman, what a magnificent save. Hear him. Breathtaking. Like never before. In today's episode, we're joined by a man who won the FA Cup, League Cup and UEFA Cup with Liverpool. Welcome, Emil Heskey. How's everyone doing? Hello, mate. <laughs> you right? Yeah, I'm good in yourself. Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. <laughs> well, first of all, can I just say thanks for coming on my on the podcast, Seaman Says no, Podcast. No it's uh, no it's great to have you on, pal. Um, no problem. Yeah. Too. It's been a while since I've seen you. <laughs> no, yeah. I haven't changed. <laughs> <laughs> so he says. Yeah, really, he's still got the air. <laughs> just about. <laughs> yeah. Before we go any further, remember that behind me. Yes. <laughs> yeah. What a night that Fantastic. was, wasn't it? What a great, great night, great night, amazing night to be honest. Yeah. That's the, the funny thing is, it, it, it's so far, so long ago, but everyone remembers it. Yeah. I, oh yeah. I get, I get people coming up to me who were kids when that was being played and still remember it. Yeah. No, I, I, obviously it was a, it was an amazing night. And one of, one of the, the stories that I tell about that is that we couldn't really celebrate too much, could we? Because we've got a game so on we the Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had another game, but we, we had a we had a few sneaky pints afterwards. <laughs> what were your what were your memories of that game? Uh, obviously, you remembered so the the thing going into it. We lost at the last the the last um, the old Wembley, didn't we? So that's right. There was pressures on that, uh, and then going into that, they hadn't lost in fifty plus games at home. Mm-hmm. I then didn't know being, that. Yeah, yeah. And then being 1-0 down after seven minutes. <laughs> yeah. And I think I remember 
I think you made a, a great save to, and they that would have made it two 0 You're like, oh gosh. Yeah. Uh, but oh, then no. I think we just kind of settled everything down and started to play the football that we knew we had, and we were very solid, weren't we? It was a, it was a solid four four two, and really really difficult to break down. And once you got once you got playing your game, we had great players around us. Hmm. So you look at the players that we had on the pitch: Stevie, um, Michael. You've got uh, Scolzi, Bex, uh, Steve McManaman, um, and then your defence was just so yeah. yeah. You had so so solid defenders in front of you. It was fantastic. So, and I think yeah. we scored in critical times as well. I think we scored just before half time, and to to be one nil up so early on, and then going in just uh, going in half time, be two uh, one down. I think we had the mental edge over them. Yeah, and then to yeah. come back out and score again, you're like they're done. <laughs> in boxing terms it was KO yeah yeah, yeah there you go yeah 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 um, I, I wondered who of the the current crop of strikers Emil mm-hmm. you like the most at the minute England you mean oh just across the Premier League um, it's funny one uh, so you've got your, your regulars you've got your Harry Kane's who's fantastic in, in everything that he does and can play several different types of football to be honest with you he can play up there and, and stay up there he can drop in and be a number 10 he can how, how do you feel drop. about him when he drops in the reason for me I'd rather him staying high up you're, you're affecting your actual number 10 yeah your number 10 works with your space that you create for him so if you keep dropping in where are you dropping into you're dropping into exactly. his space so that's that's the only reason I say that him dropping in like that unless you've got an understanding where when you drop in he's got to go high and create and take your space because all you're doing is bringing more pressure and more bodies into an area that that inevitably someone's supposed to be working in. Mm. Uh, and I think this is the reason why uh, Wayne, mine and Wayne's relationship was quite good because I wouldn't, I know what he wants to do. He wants to get on the ball, so I have to create his space for him. So I would be making runs, and I don't want the ball, but I'm pushing people back. And this is the thing with uh, Harry. I think he he he's so engrossed on getting on the ball all the time he's he's taking up other people's space sometimes but he can do that as well because he's got the ability yeah he does it he does it better for Tottenham I think um yeah when he when he does it for England exactly what you just said he, he get he seems to get in people's way and then there's nobody that goes in behind him when he comes in um you know and it, it frustrates me quite a lot when I see him for England doing it and it's like with the uh, with the North London derby at the weekend. I was I was saying to people, yeah, I hope Harry Kane does drop deep because then he's he's, he's less effective in there. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Is that possibly because he's never had what you would consider a strike partner? Because it, it's not how England play anymore. It's not how a lot of the Premier League teams play anymore. Um, I, I suppose you'd say that Sterling's is most regular with England, isn't it? That that he'd be up front with. But it, do you think he suffers from trying to do too much? He's trying to constantly take on the responsibility. I think that comes with captaincy as well, because you, you want responsibility, don't you? You want that responsibility to to lead by example. And at times, leading by example is doing your job <laughs> to the best <laughs> of your ability. And sometimes people want to do too much and they want to do more and more, but it can affect uh, other people around you. Um, I think one thing you spoke about with England, you got to remember with, with Spurs, you're you're training day in day out, every day, understanding, and you you would have had it, uh, David, where your your back four know exactly what you want, 
whether it be stay high so you've got enough room to come and collect balls, etc., or drop deep because you don't want to collect balls and you want them to win the header, they know exactly what you want. Whereas when you go away with England, you only got maximum seven days, ten days before a game, and you've got to get it right and you've got to figure out where you fit within that system. Um, and as well, on top of that, being the captain, you want to be that leader as well. So you think that you've got to do a little bit more when you actually don't. You just need to do that bit, if that makes sense. Yeah. What um, What are your thoughts on Liverpool at the moment? Because for me, I think they're just getting better and better. Mm-hmm. I think they are. I think the, the key to Liverpool, though, is can they keep their starting 11 fit? If they keep their starting 11 fit, this is a, a title-winning team. But then once you start bringing other players in, and this is a fascinating thing with Man City as well, when you take players out of Man City, they still play the same way. And I think it's the only team in, in the league that, I, that you see that they play the same way. We're, we're, bring Mahrez out, you can put um, uh, Foden out there. Uh, bring Foden out, you can put Raheem out there. Bring out Raheem, you can put uh, uh, Jesus out there. And they still play exactly the same way. They still make exactly the same runs. When when you take um, Salah, um, Mane, Firmino, etc., out, uh, out of the team, it looks different, and they have to adapt. Whereas that's the only team I don't think adapts. They just play the, exactly the same way. So I think if they, they are- keep the same. Uh, sorry, if they keep the same starting eleven, I think that's a title-winning team. They lost Wijnaldum and didn't replace him. I wonder if that will catch up with them at some point this season. I think I think with Ronaldo one, I think they were probably looking at uh, Curtis Jones, etc. And they do they do want to give youth a chance. So I think they were probably looking at that and thinking he he has to step up to the plate because again, you want these kids to you want to give these kids a chance, but they've got to take that opportunity. And uh, I think last night he's he's shown that he's he's more than capable of taking that opportunity. Yeah, it was a massive result, wasn't it, last night? You know, and especially, yeah. you know, with it being five as well, it was just, um, it was a statement. And then going into the game at the weekend then, <laughs> cheeky little game for them. <laughs> yeah. Look, I think, I think it's, 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 it's always going to be a tough game, these games anyway. But when you're going into them, you're going into them with, a, a, especially off, this, off the back of this. And I think, but I think um, Jürgen said it would be, I don't think we need to look at that that result and think that we're going to be doing five against a City side. Do you know what I mean? So I think he's just got... Uh, tactically, you've got to be astute. But again, if you look at the results over the years, they've been very, very good for, for Liverpool. Um, and that's, that's the key. Can you get in behind a Man City side who... Arguably, they might shade the the possession. They might shade the possession because even even if you look at City's, City's game uh, last night as well, they... Possession wise, they were they were they were uh, uh, against a, a good PSG side, um, so they might shade the possession, but it's them key moments when you get the chance and when you've got your likes of uh, uh, Salah, it will it will score you goals. Yeah, um, his goal scoring is phenomenal, um, top of all the charts. So, and then you tap, you got Mane and etc. Tapping in as well. You got defensively, you're solid again with Virgil. And you don't realise you don't realise how much you miss a player until obviously he's gone, and then you're saying, "Oh yeah, that's why he's a leader back there." He's, and you you'll know this: someone who actually talks back there and organises back there, um, and it doesn't have to necessarily be you all the time. It needs someone in front of you that's going to do that. You need actually in every unit you need someone to be doing that. But 
it's idea it's it's so important when it comes to the back four that someone's marshalling, that someone's talking, and that's what they've got in Virgil. Yeah, I saw I saw um, Jurgen after the game, and, and like what you said, he said, "Yeah, he says I've just seen the result of Man City getting beat, you know." And he says, "So they'll be wanting to bounce right back." Hundred percent. But like you said, though, with the PSG game, um, I watched that game and um, mm-hmm. I felt that Man City seemed in control. Yes, they had a lot did. of the possession um, and it was just just two brilliant, two pieces of brilliance from especially seeing Messi's goal, you know, because the early strike really done Edison. Because you know, when you yeah. watch where the ball went in, it wasn't like right in the corner. But I think it's because mm-hmm. he took it so early that he caught Edison out. Yeah. I think that's what Messi has, doesn't he? He has that little whip, but he, he, he's he got this knack of taking a touch and whipping it more or less at the same time. It's, there's only a little split second between actually the two. And you as a goalkeeper, you you're, you might be used to someone taking a touch and then setting and then taking a shot. But yeah. You bang, yeah. bang. You, you're like, oh, he's not actually done what I think he's supposed to do. And Messi's, Messi's shown that year, year in, year out, that he's got that ability to do that. But yeah, Man City were fantastic. Um, I watched that game as well. And getting in between the lines and driving, they were unlucky that they didn't. They created a few chances. They were unlucky yeah. that they didn't actually score. And go back to the last Premier League game. I think many people felt they'd have their hands full with Chelsea, but they coped admirably with that one. Um, did that make you sit up and take notice for Liverpool? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, again, I think that's that's one of uh, a lot of people's favourite because of Le, Le, Lukaku coming in. And you're kind of saying they're very, very solid in in, in what Tuchel's got them doing. And uh, now is the, the where's the final part of the jigsaw, which which is up front and getting a, getting a Jogbaresque kind of a forward who you know is going to get you 25 plus goals a season. And they got that in and um, started like a house on fire. And but again, you're going to be coming up against teams that have done their homework on you. Yeah. So you got you got to figure out different ways of, of of playing as well. Yeah, I was I was really impressed with with Man City, um, just the, the way you know going to Chelsea and then just and just blitzing them. You know, I thought yeah. it was a proper performance. It was a statement as well. You know, they were coming off the back of the the draw against Southampton, where am I right in saying they didn't have a shot on target or so, or one shot on target all game? Yeah, yeah, they um, hadn't. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I saw that result and I was like, whoa, you know, that was not the result, the performance. The performance really impressed me. And I think that's the key with Man City is the performances, aren't they? Um, and this is the one thing I was, I was asked about. I was asked about who's going to win the league and I always go back to Man City because I say, I, I always feel Man City have this mindset and I don't know if it's true, but they have this mindset of, um, I'll let everyone get a head start. You know, the, the, that runner that knows they, they're, they're, they're quicker than everyone else. Uh, let them get a head start because I'm going to be coming. I'm going to be steamrolling through, and, and let's see if you can hold on to that. And this is you look at Man City; they don't really have the best of starts, but then once once they get the momentum, it's it's win, 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 win. Yeah, well, it's like what they did last season, isn't it? You know, like yeah. the Chris or just before Christmas, they were about eighth or ninth, and then yeah. all of a sudden they just went on a massive run and right. and yeah, just blitzed everybody away. Yeah. yeah. That was so, my doorbell. If you heard that little noise. <laughs> <laughs> so Have you got to... any stories about David? Come on, Emil. I'm not oh, going to let no. him get away without without this. I don't think I have to be honest. No. 
Yeah, good answer. <laughs> I just remember he was great, so. Actually, I was only a kid, right? Um, I would have been 17, 18, going down to um, Highbury. And do you remember in Highbury, did you used to do this every time when you was going in? After you've warmed up, you go in and then you turn around and ping a ball to the crossbar and hit it. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was fascinated. I'm like, watching there as a 17-year-old kid. I'm like, I can't even reach from there. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah so every time I finish my warm up, we'd get right to the tunnel, a hybrid, and yeah. then me and like the reserve goalie would get a ball each and we would try and we would half volley it from the halfway line to try it. and hit the crossbar. Yeah. <laughs> and how many times did it saw, did it dink it? I saw him hit it every time. No joke. <laughs> I'm fascinated. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't hit it every time, but I, I hit it a few times. <laughs> Every time what, you play, um, <laughs> what, I, what I always ask when I get my guests on, who is your team? Who who's you, my who's team? It, who's, yeah, who you supported as a kid? Uh, Liverpool. Um, John Barnes was my, yeah, John Barnes was my player. So, um, And then obviously, the thing is, the funny thing is, it was like my, my uncle was a big Liverpool fan, so I was with him all the time. John's, John Barnes was our player. And then obviously he started playing with Leicester as a, as a nine, ten-year-old. And then you just, you, you, I'm a Leicester fan as well. Do you know what I mean? So I'm going yeah. to Leicester games. I'm, I'm a ball boy at Leicester. So Leicester's at heart. But yeah, I was a Liverpool fan as well. Oh, wow. No. And if they play each other? Just sit on the fence. It's great. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Arsenal have got leads, haven't they, in the um, Carabao Cup. It's like win-win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. but that must have been, that must have felt so good though that you know when you actually went to go and play for Liverpool yeah 100% again I had other options um, but when once I knew that Liverpool were involved it, it didn't really matter um, yeah. I, uh, I think uh, Villa um, were involved uh, I think Spurs were involved and I said no no Villa would have been a, 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 a good one because I wouldn't have to move on <laughs> Convenience. Yeah. Uh, you, you spoke about your relationship with Wayne Rooney. Mm -hmm. Have you ever had a better understanding than the one that you had with Michael Owen? Uh, no. But that one started very young. We were He was 16, I was 18. We were playing for England under 18s. Um, and we just had an understanding. We had a click from then. And you know, you, you get a feeling for someone who, who understands you and you understand them. You know where they're going to run. You don't even need to second guess yourself. They understand where you're going to play the ball. You understand where they want the ball. And it just it just spiralled from there. We played uh, under 18s, then under 21s. Uh, and then as well, obviously, uh, Liverpool. And then England as well. Mm -hmm. Good partnership. There was yeah. lots of goals there. Yeah, I think I think it's just an understanding, and I think um, if you look at part, and it's funny now. You, I look at partnerships back then, and I look at partnerships now. Partnerships now, they run into each other's space. Partnerships back yeah. then, we had an understanding of when one goes there, we know where the other one's got to go. And it's fascinating now when you see towards the end of a game when you throw forwards on that the amount of forwards run into each other's spaces. And because they've never, they, they're so used to playing one up front now and, and no one being around them. So it's, I, I like to see all that. 
You mentioned Aston Villa. Mm -hmm. Do you think there could be that sort of understanding eventually between Ings and Watkins? It looks like he's persisting with them as a front two now. Well, I think that you saw it with Ings and Che Adams, didn't you? Um, they had a little bit of an understanding that was really good. Um, one was, yeah, so one always got in behind. The other one was always setting, spinning off, making runs there, uh, holding the ball up, taking the ball off each other, cutbacks. Yeah, so... I think that's something that, uh, that 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 Dean Smith probably looked at and said, "Can we can we make these two into that?" Because uh, Watkins, I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I like the look of him. I really do. And Ings has just been unlucky that he's had injuries that has that has halted him going to where he should be. Yeah. Right. Before you before I let you go, who's going to win the Premier League? <laughs> he's going to say City yeah, he is. I, always, I, always say, I tell you what if Liverpool can keep their their starting 11 fit I'll say Liverpool right I love that that's a brave one <laughs> but it's so hard to choose which makes it so yeah. exciting this season well, it's good that's the good thing isn't it so years you just say uh, actually between you and it was it, when you was playing it was between you and Man U so you kind of yeah. knew winning it but now you've got uh, you've got two now three involved uh, four Chelsea you've got to throw in there if they put, start getting up ahead of steam you've got these and it, and it makes it it makes it a lot better yeah. I have one as well just before you go because I know how involved you are with Leicester City women yeah. Emil yeah. can you sell to us WSL because what a start it's been and I think a lot of people that have followed your career <laughs> they might just be taking a passing interest now you know it's on Sky Sports thinking you know what can we expect um, over to you football it's, at the end of the day it's great football at the end, if you're just taking it for what it is and watch um, uh, professional football these girls are, are fantastic um, the abilities that they have um, a lot of it we look at it and we look at it in the eyes of well um that player, this this guy would be better than this. Well, no, we wouldn't compare Usain Bolt and Shelly Anfro is the price. We wouldn't compare them. So not, let's not compare the, the the women's game to the men's game. Let's just look at it for what it is. And it's, and it's great football, to be honest with you. You see some skills. You see some fantastic players within, especially within the WSL as well. Um, and, you see, and you're seeing goals, uh, as we've seen it. Uh, so many, yeah. Uh, to be fair, <laughs> but now it's, it's been fantastic being involved in that. It all came about where I'm doing um, a course with UEFA, and part of that I need to go and get work experience somewhere. And I asked Leicester if I could if I could come in. They said, yeah, definitely. And um, why didn't you have a look at this? And it was the women's football that they were taking up. So I got involved with that and uh, thanks to Jonathan Morgan who's allowed me to be part of the coaching staff now as well and I help out in all different departments. So it's been good. It's been good. Uh, and now, obviously, with the exposure, and I think Sky BBC has done fantastic with the exposure of the women's game as well and and the, 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 the coverage that they're giving it has been brilliant. And now, obviously, now Leicester, we play most of our games in the King Power as well. We've got four That's and a half thousand... At our first home game. That's incredible Amazing. to bring that into the league from from coming up. Yeah, um, and and Natasha Flint, the striker to look out for at Leicester. Yeah, and Jessica's was Jess come from um, from Man, Man United. United. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tasha's Tasha's uh, fantastic player. So I think she started off at Man City, uh, Blackburn. Now she's with us and uh, great ability, strikes a wonderful ball, um, and will get goals for us. So. Well, good luck. Good Thank luck for the rest much. of the season. Brilliant. Brilliant, mate. It's been, it's been great to have you on. 
And no, thank you very much. As I said on the night, I can't believe it's five. <laughs> and you were the guy that got it. <laughs> oh, man. Take Thanks care, mate. Guy. Take Brilliant. care. Siemens, legends of the game. Thanks for that, Emil. We'll be back with more Siemens says after the international break. See you then. This is a Listening Dog Media Production. Sports Social Podcast Network.